0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.
1: Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit This show is being sponsored by Fit Food Florida.
2: We know everyone out there starting their New Year's resolutions, starting a special diet, going to the gym, etc. So Fit Food Florida has a special for Creative Control Network listeners. When you send an email to fitfoodflorida at gmail.com using promo code CCN1, that's CCN number one, you get 15% off your monthly orders. When you order Fit Food Florida, you will never be bored with meal prep again. We cook homemade meals with top quality ingredients. We do the work so you don't have to. Make life easier for you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Fit Food Florida. There you can see all the meals being prepped, what we're doing in the kitchen, so you can be comfortable ordering with Fit Food Florida.
1: Now enjoy the show. Hey, yeah. Glenn, Mike Durbin keeps busting no, my balls it. to ask you if you no. on the show. No. We no? I don't do
2: any shows. Never in No, Vince... Between the call, I, I don't have. I, I, I still know. I'm telling you. It's, saying, it's like no, I don't. You know, no know, it's shows. not. It's, no, no shows. All right. No shows. Say goodbye, Glenn. There's obviously something that you probably wanted to bring up. So Durbin, what's your point of information?
0: Glenn, I am going to ask you when uh, you're going to you know? when you're going to come on my show. Of course. Oh boy, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very, I'll, make, I'll make time for you in the future, but I just can't.
0: My show, it won't take a lot of your time, Glenn. What it's is your not show going to be a long interview? It, my show. Yeah, I, just, uh,
2: I just remember, hang on, before I do yeah, I just, you know, I, I remember this too. I'm debating whether or not to do the show because of the fact that you were on the Jericho Cruise and you had a show that was basically geared towards people maliciously slandering my name and basically cutting promos on me. <laughs>
0: To the Mike Durban Show, episode number forty. Thank you for listening. This is the biggest show I've ever had, and the reason is my special guest this week. Now when I first started doing the show, I made a long list of potential guests, people that I wanted to have on. Some of them I knew I'd probably never be able to get. but at the top of the list was this man, Glenn Gilberti, the Disco Inferno. I' had been asking him, begging him, offering him money, which he refused. And it was always no uh, But somehow I think it was a combination of um, Me asking him so many times And maybe Joe Feeney had some influence But Glenn finally relented And here he is on the Mike Durban show So I want to thank him Glenn doesn't do a lot of podcast appearances Outside of his show and, and Vince's show But here he is on my show And it's uh, it's a huge honor I've always been a huge fan of The Disco Inferno since the uh, mid-90s So Glenn, I really, really appreciate it, man Thank you so much And I want to thank Joe Feeney Creative Control Network Uh, There are so many great shows on this network Check them all out Creative Control Daily with Joe Feeney The It's Husey Hello Show The Freakin' Hambone Show What's Your Favorite with Jamie Irwin From the Bedroom to the Booth with Aaron Pavis And, uh, oh, Road Warrior Animal And The Hurricane Shane Helms Don't forget those guys And it was just confirmed yesterday there's one more major name in the wrestling business coming to creative control. I can't announce it yet because Joe hasn't publicly announced it, but it's awesome. So check out CC Network One on Twitter. Follow Joe. Follow the creative control. And also follow me on social media at Mike Durband on Twitter, D-U-R-B-A-N-D. On Instagram, I am Mike underscore Durband underscore show. And please, most importantly subscribe to my youtube channel michael durban i want to thank my sponsors this week blue chew and fit food florida thank you david radigan i want to thank vince russo one more time he was on episodes 38 and 39 thank you vince for the time thank you for the interview also happy birthday to vince he's 59 now so technically he has less than a year left of talking about wrestling or so he claims happy birthday vince all right let's get to the interview with the disco inferno but first, some words for my sponsors.
3: This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. <music> Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, I've got a special deal for my listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code Durband. D-U-R-B-A-N-D. And you'll just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's Bluechu.com dot promo code Durband to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And I thank them for sponsoring the Mike Durband Show.
2: Hi, this is a disco inferno. I'm a former WCW TV champion. I'm a former WCW Cruiserweight champion. I was also a former booker on the WCW writing team. And I'm about to do an interview for the Mike Durban show. I'm going to do a little dance, make a little love and get down tonight.
0: a bucket list moment for me here on the Mike Durban show this is a dream come true I have been begging and pleading this guy to come on the show for almost a year now uh, he is the personification of greatness the superior one he is a person with a genius IQ it is none other than Glenn Gilberti the Disco Inferno Glenn thank you so much for coming on
2: uh, it's, it's your pleasure obviously <laughs> it is trying to get me for a long time I'm yeah it,
0: it? yes uh i had a hand bone last week and, and now i have you so
2: this is an obvious upgrade <laughs>
0: uh were you born with superior intelligence or did that develop over time
2: i'm sure i was born with it
0: okay what kind of kid were you were you a troublemaker a good nope. student good Perfect kid attendance first through fifth grade you could
2: probably count five fingers in the days of school i missed no i didn't get, i didn't get in trouble yeah. I think was, was, I was a good kid. Uh,
0: you mock Joe Feeney, Jeff Lane, uh, myself, and other people who collect toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played with toys when you were a kid, though, right? When I was a kid. When I was a kid. Yeah. yeah.
2: What did like, you have? I grew, I grew out of it. like G.I. Joe stuff, action figures, monsters. I was a big Godzilla mark growing up. I like monsters. I like yeah. war movies. Yeah, that genre type stuff, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Supergallant comic books. I collected comic books. Oh, really? I, comic books, I collected them. They were cheap back then. I remember the first expensive one I bought was, was uh, the Stephen Miller Dark Knight. And so I collected for a while, and then I just stuck it a little bit. Yeah.
0: yeah. So as a grown man, you won't even touch a comic book, though, right?
2: It's like, it feels like a Dark Knight type. Yeah, the Dark Knight series was kind of outside the box a little bit. You know, comic yeah. books were a little simplistic back in the day, and they started getting some of them started getting a little more intelligent with their storytelling, and you know, a little more serious, a little more social issues and stuff. But yeah,
0: uh, you know. yeah. When you were a teenager, Atari came out. Nintendo? Did you um, play video games at all? Mm-hmm. Play Atari? Yeah,
2: and we used to play uh, Atari Baseball r- oh, religiously uh, in college. I and mean, the first couple years of college, that's all we did our, our time off is you know, if you go out drinking. Go play pickup basketball, or we would play Atari baseball.
4: Where'd
0: you go to college?
2: Uh, Georgia Tech. I failed out twice, and I went to Georgia.
0: Well, I, went to, I went to community
2: college too, for like a year and a half. I went to uh-huh. a lot of school, I and mean, as soon as I finished, I, I just started. To, I tried out for wrestling, but I mean, like a, you know, But I knew I had that in my back pocket in case I failed in wrestling. But I never turned my back up from, from wrestling. I just you know.
0: When did you start training? Night around 92. the. Okay. Did you, uh, when you were training, did you try out IcoPro? Pro? That was a big thing in the early yeah. 90s.
1: Ico Pro,
4: you've got to want it. Metrics was yeah. the
2: first big one that came along. The Metrics Before- packets, like the engineer, they called them engineered foods back then. Like uh, oh. you'd have like ice, you know, all the, the protein packets and stuff. Or, you know, that, that, was like the, that was the first of the, of the um, protein drinks, kind of.
0: Yeah. Before you started training in wrestling, were you a bodybuilder? No, I just trained. I, I just
2: started training. One year worth of training in college, but I always played sports. It goes um, athletic, but I just never weight lifted until I got to college.
0: If you could shapeshift into any animal, which one would it be?
2: Did Hughsy tell, send that question in? No. That <laughs> are these questions
0: from, from viewers, or are these your questions? These are all mine. I got. Uh, I thought of them all yesterday.
2: If I could shapeshift into a lion, obviously.
0: Your Wikipedia said that you had a short stint in the WWF in 92. I'd never oh, heard that before.
2: That's untrue. Where, does okay. it really say
0: that? Yeah, it's on your Wikipedia. Yeah. What does it say? You had short stints with the WWF and I never had a
2: dark match with them or nothing, or even a, like, what, an enhancement match. I've never met Vince McMahon.
0: Wrestlers like Bret Hart, Hogan, Zack Ryder, The Rock, if you look in their office or their home, they have uh, the replica belts or the actual belts like on display. Do you have that in your house? Of course not. No, I didn't think so. you actually
2: so. think that I would be the type of person? With the, what kind of question is that? Well, <laughs> I look like the type of person that like has wrestling memorabilia, or, like stuff, you know, stuff hanging around.
0: Well, you have some of your outfits though, right, in storage? No, I didn't.
2: I didn't sound in storage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I want
2: you no, to I'm sell. Not, I'm not displaying them because, like, every, like, you know, hey, I used to be a professional wrestler. Here's the proof. Look, you know, it's like I don't. I don't
0: so you don't think if you brought, like, some stripper or some beautiful woman to your house, she would be impressed by that? I wouldn't care. You wouldn't care. Okay. What memories do you have wrestling in Chicago?
2: Uh, best, the catering was great. And there was always uh, – there always be some hockey players or football players there backstage.
0: What's your favorite city to wrestle in?
2: Uh, I liked Chicago. I liked Baltimore a lot. Chicago and Baltimore Vegas I liked.
0: Yeah. What about country? Favorite country?
2: The United States, by far. I don't like other countries. You're you're not exactly sure of all the laws, you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, what city has the best rats? Um, that's a serious question.
2: Yeah, I know. I can tell you the one that had the worst ones. Why not cats for Wyoming? <laughs> we actually called girls there. We, we came up with a term called Casper ugly." It, it was there. was no real city for best best it was just it was completely subjective. Yeah. You know, it could have been a city that didn't even have, have like a lot of attractive people, but maybe maybe the you know the, the girls that came after the show to the bar were hot. Yeah, you know, but like Baltimore had a pretty good scene.
0: Yeah. Do you think there are rats today? I'm
2: sure there probably are. I, I doubt that. I doubt that there's a lot of them because like these guys aren't that. They're not real big. These guys don't go out a lot.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so. You know,
2: the, the rats aren't really like going out to meet the guys because they're not really out that much, from what I understand. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. When WCW went down, did you think that you were gonna get hired by WWE?
2: no i didn't I didn't even consider it at the time because I went, uh I had a whole quarter uh, like three months worth of pay coming up okay. making like a pretty good chunk of change. It was like the the maximum level of my contract was kicking in the next level was kicking in so I, you know I could have pissed that money you just said no, I don't want that and signed with them but I just went with the three months of, of getting paid, you know. Me I mean, Nash did that.
0: Yeah. If they did hire you, do you think you would have had a rough start like most of the WCW guys did?
2: Well, I'm sure I would have, yeah. That's why I, didn't, uh, that's why I didn't, didn't really consider going there.
0: Yeah. What was the highest point of your career?
2: Probably being the NWO stuff. Just Hall, Nash and Goldberg and stuff like that.
0: And what about low point?
2: Um, I didn't really yeah. have any low, low points at WCW. Nah. I mean, they be getting fired, but I was only gone for four months, so... I don't know. It never really was like really, really bad for me. Yeah.
0: Who do you think is a better podcast producer, Jeff Lane or Joe Feeney? Joe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Was it hard for you to adjust to having like a so-called real life job? No. Because no. not not many of your contemporaries do that. You
2: yeah. Know? Not at all.
0: No, because I, I like to work. Yeah.
2: You know, I just I've, I've, been, I've always been pretty structured in my day and. The training, working out, and something. So working was, was actually very easy.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, do you ever see O.J. Simpson at any of the casinos or clubs? I've never laid eyes on him before. Let's say he was in your sports book. Would you go up to him and talk to him? I'd say hi and take a picture with him, probably.
3: Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. Look at Las Vegas. Look how beautiful that is. Look at those mountains.
0: Would you ever have him on the show? Maybe. He's a big fancy football guy. Yeah, Huge. Yeah,
2: could about him. Maybe we'll have to try to have him on next year for the fancy football episode.
0: That would be huge, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Twitter user named right now. His name is Vince Russo Castrator, but he's also gone
2: by. Okay, re- okay got to be mentally <laughs> disturbed. Who, what other account does that guy have?
0: He used to be called Redeem and slipkid Fifty.
2: Right.
0: He continuously slanders your good name. He calls you a strip club doorman or a bouncer. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says you're an asexual eunuch. Uh, mm-hmm. What what message do you have for him?
2: I don't have a message for people like that. It's lending credibility and they're going to just respond. You guys are yeah. obviously mentally disturbed. <laughs> he is mentally disturbed, obviously. Bro, there's people online that will just join Twitter. They, 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 they'll call themselves the Vince Russo castrator. Okay? <laughs> they'll just like, they'll have like two followers. They'll follow like twenty people, and they'll just go online all day and just tweet how you, you're the worst person to ever come to professional wrestling. There's people out there like that.
0: Uh, you're in much better shape than most other men at fifty-two years of age. Is it a struggle for you, or do you have good genetics?
2: The diet, diet, mostly, obviously. Yeah. If you have a, if you struggle with what you eat, that's that's a simple struggle to remedy Just yeah.
0: takes
2: effort, Min- minimal effort. Yeah. You know.
0: What kind of music do you listen to when you train?
2: I listen to podcasts.
0: Really? How do you get pumped up, though, when you li- – I can't do that.
2: I, my, my weight workouts take, like, 10 minutes. And then the rest is doing, a, like, either cardio or core and stuff. I my workouts don't take – I do, like, 10 to 15-second rest in between sets. Wow. That's how I stay in shape. Like, it's just short burst energy, you know. That's why I could go and, like, get in the ring and wrestle for, like, 15 minutes still. Yeah. And not, not blow up big, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. When did you realize that the whole industry and the fans and all that had taken a turn for the worst?
2: When you see people, new people, breaking into the business and they want to be Meltzer and they don't want to be Hogan. You yeah. know, we're bringing a, a new fan base of critics. And it's just, a, they're just critics. And they have a voice. They have, they, have, they have social media. They can go and give their opinions and, you know, criticize the show and be critiques and, like, you know, be heard and try to be, trying to be the smartest guy in the room. Everything's they have everything figured out. And it's just uh, – that's not the way to consume soap opera episodic television. Yeah. You know, you don't – soap operas are on usually every day. And you don't – when when, the, when it's over, you just – usually leave it a cliffhanger. So you go, hey, what's going to happen on the, the – I, I got I can't wait for the next show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So and it's just it's episodic storytelling. With wrestling, we do an episode – and we critique the episodic storytelling in the, the out of one week out of the out the, the, the story yeah. everybody and so it's like you, you'll you'll never do right in this business but with, with the culture of the, the way the fan exists right now you will always always attract haters regardless of if, if you're successful or not and it's just a, it's just it's a very toxic atmosphere to engage your fan base in
0: yeah you
2: know, if your product is part of this fan base this is you're stuck with this. You know, there's there's no way out. You know, and this I, I see, I see, I see wrestling possibly dying on the vine someday. I, I could see this genre, you know, disappearing. It's already disappearing the way
0: people work. Yeah, that was my next question. Where do you see the wrestling industry ten years from now? Could be gone, right? Mocked, mocked by people that aren't watching it,
2: and people that are watching try to talk about how great it is, and it's just a, a, an ever dying fan base.
0: Yeah,
2: I think people don't don't understand is that although we think, if you're a fan of this stuff, then people are retweeting these acrobatic moves and spots and Twitter gifs and clips on Twitter and stuff. When, when people are seeing this, it's not gaining fans. Like yeah. The advertising for the product is not like gaining new fans. It's like a lot, a lot of fans are looking at this stuff and, and saying this stuff looks silly. And, and, the, and the wrestling fans are ignoring that that there is people out there that look at this stuff in the way they're doing it is like it's it's kind of a mockery of professional wrestling. Yeah, that's growing because now instead of like everybody like you know, stepping on the brakes, they just keep going forward and ahead and more ridiculous looking stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah this uh, I saw this one clip from Friday Night Will Osprey. He did like yeah, where
2: they're throwing the guy. He's laying on his feet and so my, my friend tweeted. My friend Josh Towers, the the baseball player, retweeted that. It's like what? What? It's like what's happening? like his tweet was like, "What happened to professional wrestling? What is yeah. this nonsense?" You know, it doesn't look like a fight. No. Show me a fight where you guys are running all over the place. You know, seriously. you to fight, the guys are standing toe to toe. Usually, watch wrestling now. The guys are running back and forth. They're flipping. They're all just saying, "I'm like, well, that's not a fight. That, that looks like a video game, like a weird video game. It's like with no real, you know, concept. It's like you know that that's like a fighting video game. It's like why why are they not why, why aren't they
0: fighting?" Yeah,
2: they're just doing stunts and tricks, you know. That's yep. what it looks like to me. That's what it looks like to a lot of people.
0: Yeah, I want to get to the bottom of something with you. Okay, what happened with the Jericho cruise? Do you regret not being able to go on that cruise? Not at all? <laughs> oh, I mean,
2: I'm not. I'm not. I'll do these things, but I'm not. I'm not looking to hang out with with a thousand wrestling fans for five days.
0: Yeah, you know what? I was on it, and I just felt bad for all the wrestlers because, you know, anytime they'd go down a staircase or anything, there was people following them the whole time. Well, you the know? whole
2: thing is, like, when we used to go on the bruise cruises for WCW, there was always a bunch of hot chicks on the cruise. It's not on this one. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's different, you know? I, 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 knew, I knew there wouldn't be a bunch of hot chicks on there, so I was like, well, no. like it's, it's a cruise without that eye candy. Yeah.
0: What do you think of wrestling fans who tweet at wrestlers every single day and beg for money?
2: If I don't know you personally, I'm not. I'm not. You know, why would I do a GoFundMe for somebody just randomly? You know, I, I don't know. I, I think it's weird.
0: Yeah. Do you feel that you wrestled in the best time period, or course, do you wish? Sorry.
2: There's not even. It's not even a question.
0: So you would rather have came up, you know, in the late '90s than in the late '80s? Of course. Yeah. You saw
2: the. You see the crowds.
0: Uh, Yeah, I mean... It's
2: a more popular time.
0: Final question. I always ask people what their favorite Disco Inferno match is. What's your favorite Disco Inferno match? What's your favorite Disco Inferno match? What is your favorite Disco Inferno match? Everybody I interview, I always ask them that. So this is an extreme honor for me to ask you, what is your favorite Disco Inferno match?
2: Uh, Matches I had against Eddie Guerrero on house shows. They're not on TV, but they're definitely my favorite matches by far. Just wrestling. Getting to wrestle, Eddie was always my favorite, favorite matches.
0: What about a match that we can go watch? Uh, I had a pretty good match against Chris Benoit for the
2: U.S. title. Um, so I think it was Colorado that we were wrestling. It was on a Nitro. But if you go on the WWE Network, it says Disco Inferno in a U.S. title match because they, they, they canceled Benoit. They don't they don't actually mention his name in these clips. No?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it'll say Disco Inferno in action.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly weird,
0: huh? Do you have the network? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have, you have to pay for it? Yeah, I'd pay 10 bucks. That's a big deal. Hmm. I think you should get it for free.
2: I mean, to me, 10 bucks is, is a negligible amount of money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, Glenn, I want to thank you so much, man. This has been a real you honor for me. you got a Conan. If you're going uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, please, man. Let's. He blocked me the other day.
2: Do you think that he's unprofessional when he uh, smokes pot on the show? Do you think that's kind of unprofessional?
0: I think it's unprofessional that he's late all the time. Right. He, I heard he was late with um with Shane the other day, right?
2: Yeah, very late. And, and we send him text messages,
0: and he doesn't and then, answer them.
2: So he doesn't say, he doesn't respond to text messages like, hey, are we good for one thirty tomorrow? And He won't respond. Yeah. Like, how hard is that to respond to that simple text message? Like, yes. You know. Then he'll come on and say, I thought we we're doing this at twelve thirty. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like, read your text messages. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah, he smokes weed. He, he's right. eating. It looked like he was touching himself during the holiday party. He
2: does. He definitely pleasures himself.
0: I before. swear to God. I'm not joking. I, his hand was going up and down, his left hand.
2: I, I would not doubt that. Yeah. We're probably uh, talking. It was probably during the Mass Republic Minute.
0: No, it was It was when we were on with Felicia. Oh, so really? We, yeah. Maybe he was just. I'll have people. I'll, I'll
2: look at the tapes. I'll check the yeah. tapes.
0: I'll, I'll post a clip of it. Yeah, he blocked me because I was I put out like two tweets saying how great it was that um everybody else could experience the friendship between Husey and Conan. Yeah, he there is he, no he
4: friendship between Husey and Conan. Come on, there's no friendship there. And now, as um, Husey said, you got these fans that they just watch wrestling and nothing else. And the other thing is, is that these wrestling my uh, line, not really actually stealing your line, commenting on your line, but for the interruption, and on, top friends of that, arguing. and on top of that, and on top of that, not between Conan and Hughie. why would there be?
2: this fake news.
0: Yeah, so, um, yeah, I tweeted about it a couple times, then Conan warned me, he did warn me, and then um, I put out one more tweet saying, it, or I was inferring that Conan bought the um, Who the Fuck is Adam Hughes t-shirt. Right. And then Conan blocked me.
2: Yeah, because that's that's not amusing to Conan.
0: <laughs> he has no sense of humor. I yeah. thought he might, but no. All right, Glenn. Uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about Conan?
2: Nah, he's just very unprofessional. Very uh, pain in the ass to work with. Doesn't let me get a word in edgewise. he's always constantly interrupting me. You know.
0: And obviously his uh, IQ is probably 50 points lower than yours. At least. Yeah. At least, yeah. Glenn, please go ahead and uh, give me the sapphire plug
2: after real disco on twitter at disco master gg instagram and snapchat i keep on 100 with conan on um nlw radio i'm on the russo brand Line cycle' disco with vince and i'm also uh, at sapphire gentlemen's club in vegas you know 702 303 mention my name we'll send you a little to pick you up get you up for free get your free drink savings about 90 bucks per first
0: how about that mm-hmm. great glenn thank you so much man uh been a fan of yours for decades now i wish you blessings and uh you are the greatest man for real i take care all right thank you glenn gilberti the disco inferno thank you so much for your time glenn i really appreciate it man once again i want to thank my sponsors blue chew and fit food florida check them out follow me on social media follow the creative control network and right now we are going to watch the match that glenn recommended it is the Disco Inferno versus Chris Benoit from Nitro in 1999. And I'm going to watch it with Joe Feeney and Hughesley. Thanks, everyone. Bye for now
3: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win in tell.
4: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: See website for details. All right, Glenn recommended. This is the match we watch. Here it is, um... Disco Inferno versus Chris Benoit from 1999.
4: Look how tan and jacked he is. He hasn't aged since this. Yeah, he looks. No, great.
1: He really hasn't. Yeah.
4: I, I don't... Do think he's from his promo. was saying, "Hey guys, I just want to say I hate children, but not as much as this opponent of mine,
1: He's Deborah. probably, <laughs> probably talking about how all Canadians should be deported. Yeah.
2: All Canadians are child killers. <laughs> Build a wall.
4: Women are whores. Whores.
1: Those gold tights. Yeah, gold to me. Phenomenal. I wouldn't be surprised to put this. This is before. I would say this is before Russo. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't know what Disco was doing when Russo came in. They put Disco in that fake uh, he owed money to the mafia gimmick. (laughs) Remember that? The Mama were chasing him around because he had gambling debts. Which I guess. Disco and uh, gambling. I mean, Russo was ahead of his time with that. With that. Uh, oh,
0: create. Benoit has uh, came from behind, grabs the microphone.
4: Uh, you Come look ahead. a lot like my son. <laughs> I hate that fucking cunt. Believe me. <laughs> and Disco goes,
2: "Yeah, well, I heard that all Canadians are aliens from space."
4: <laughs> I challenge you to a match. Whoever changes expression the least. <laughs>
1: If I was to uh, tap into my wrestling nerddom here, I would say Benoit's U.S. champion. We're looking at July or August, something like that.
4: If I was to tap into my wrestling nerddom, I would go, Hey guys, welcome to the Rad Rob's Wrestling Week of the Rumble (laughs) Spectacular. (laughs) (laughs) On today's show, we've got Vince Rosso, a Rissy Reardon watch-along, a John Wanglid watch-along. Dan me and Rissy Reardon's going to do a John Wanglid (laughs) listen-along.
1: I Fucking hate, fat shithead. I, I hate the fact that the watch-along concept has been just dorkified. I mean, now here we are doing one, but I would like to do more. I would like to do a rumble. But well, yeah, now now I can't. It's been ruined. It's been soiled.
4: But at least this one actually has a guest on it.
1: That's true. That is true.
4: That episode, You're a goddamn Canadian!
1: He's about to give him a Brooklyn tushy kicking.
0: <laughs> Ooh. Snug hits, man.
1: Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> uh, Today, like obviously the rest, Whoa. they they it's all about the high spots and stiffness and all this. And some of these guys, they really go out there and lay it in. But back then, Benoit was one was one of the harshest purveyors of stiff chops and forms and all that. So I can't imagine, you know, who would you rather get in the ring with? You know, you go to the locker room and your name's on the board, and it's either against Benoit or Disco. I think I'd probably rather re- wrestle a uh, Disco.
4: Yeah, and show with Daniel. I I've always thought that uh, the 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 problem with Chris Benoit is he clearly took it so seriously that he bored me like there's no gimmick and at least with Disco he's interesting he can work a crowd while he's going I can't wait to go home tell my family.
1: <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. I was always a Disco fan, but it took me longer to appreciate his work because back at this point I would have been the work rate nerd style that would have, I guess, Benoit, Bret Hart, were probably my favorites back then. But at the same time, I was a really huge Foley guy, too. But I was always a Benoit guy.
4: But, see, I actually judge people based on their opinions of disco because that's that's wrestling. It's working a crowd and doing moves while Benoit thought it was real. Like, imagine being the kind of person who, as an adult, talked about wrestling as if it was real uh, online?
1: <laughs> Seven days a week.
4: Seven <laughs> days a week? <laughs> oh. Vince, I have a, a, an exclusive question you've never been asked before. What was it like working with Vince McMahon? <laughs> hey, Dan And I have a great question for you there, man. What was it like debuting in the UFC? <laughs> there, man. By the way, I'm sorry I was late. I was reading through all of the comments that Fig Light gets. Probably a lot. Oh god, took me forever. Might as well have read The Lord of the Rings.
0: Look at all this offense Disco's getting in.
1: That swinging neckbreaker was a thing of beauty. The crowd is way into it. Here comes the the big <laughs> second rope uh, elbow smash. Boom. Did
4: you, say, do you think this goes go. on the gas back then?
1: Yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think everyone cycled on and off because he's not he doesn't have a big Barry Bonds head, you know, or he's not like Dynamite Kid. Yeah. veiny, ripped, but he's he's definitely a little swallowed up.
4: Unless he snorted them.
1: <laughs> These guys were all on GHB, you know that.
4: Yeah. Because Disco's still pretty big, like, uh, I was just interviewing uh, Vampiro, more on him later. Uh, he's still really big.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's it's a tale of two ways to approach your career. Look at how Chris Benoit's career ended, and life. And Disco can still get in there and fuck off in the ring every now and then when he wants to, and he's still a personality, and You know, just goes to show you. I remember shortly after they started doing the drug testing, Ray and Chavo got popped for steroids like after Eddie's heart attack. And I was just like, I can't believe these guys are still like they can't get off or they can't get over like that, that routine, you know, no matter what. I think it's smartened up a lot, you know,
4: Ray Mysterio definitely uh, is or was a user um, because he used to look like the fucking kid.
1: That Disco left left arm clothesline there was pretty phenomenal.
4: Hello. Who throws... Hey, who, hey. Look at the crowd right now
0: in this match. It's all just normal people. You know, you got families, you got regular-looking
1: people. They say that uh, the force of taking a bump Boom. or taking oh. a series of bumps could be similar to a, being in a car crash, right? One, two... Oh, he got him with a diving headbutt. He pinned him, right? Yeah. OK, well, I was going to say, like like this match, just watching everything that Disco went through from the chop to the suplexes of the head. But that literally must have felt like like a, you know, mediocre middle of the line car crash, like just getting jostled around in the car and just seeing the force of the bumps he was taking and everything like he had to be a sore motherfucker after this.
4: Which is, but I'm sure he cured it on the tits of some stripper. At least uh, Disco's grown out of that phase of his life.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know.
4: All right, who's on the It's Husey Hello show this week? Vampiro. Oh. And Mike is Durbin's that? on to in the top five of uh, Death Leopard.
1: What kind of stuff did you have Vampiro covered? That sounds interesting.
4: Well, uh turns out that some person he used to work with uh, filled his head full of shit. So I, I had to send uh, Vampiro some links to prove that said person lied. Hmm
1: conversation with him
4: Yeah, and uh, I actually got along so well with vampiro that I've stayed in contact with him since oh wow uh,
0: I heard other people have since gotten in contact with vampiro since your interview
4: uh, good well I just think that it's it's um good that in the podcasting world it makes sense to not have uh, feuds going on because why uh, cut your audience in half when you're fat
0: all right, Joe, how many episodes of Creative Control Daily are we getting this week, and who's on them?
1: I don't know. <laughs> you guys, I, I'm talking to uh, Danny Cage from the Monster Factory. I'm trying to get him to be my second guest for the week, and there may be a third, which is what I want to do. I have three guests like recorded by Sunday. Then I can ideally put out four shows a week. I'm just I'm trying to stay away from the wrestling guests, so it's a little bit harder, and then sometimes I get you know, worked up working on other things, and I just can't pay attention to the show the way I want to. But hopefully, I'm hoping for three shows this week.
0: And also, there's a customer appreciation sale this week at Pro Wrestling Tees, 15% off. You can get the Mark World Order t-shirt. You can get the Who the Fuck is Hughesley t-shirt. And uh, you can get a Mike Durban Show t-shirt. So check out ProWrestlingTees.com.
4: And I've lost officially 17 pounds since uh, December 27th.
0: Yeah, you're looking ill. <laughs> Clean shaven. Oh yes. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on the Mike Durban Show. And when you are Fig Life, what's the what was the
4: Oh, tag? Jesus? When God. you're Fig Life, you're lonely forever. When you're with the Fig World Order,
2: Richie, what are they, man?
4: Four right.
2: life. Life.